You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. This is Vanessa, and you're listening to The Real Moms of Bravo, a weekly Bravo podcast where we recap your favorite shows in 30-ish minutes or less. And today we have a special guest. Abby is currently on vacation with her family. So we have Jess from The Real Housewife of the West Side with us. We had so much fun on her show last week that I had to get her on this week to talk, to recap with me. Welcome, Jess. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I loved having you guys on last week. It was so much fun. So I'm so happy to be back for more. Oh, yes. We had a blast. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about your podcast and how they can find you and if you have an Instagram Of course. Yes. So my podcast is The Real Housewife of the West Side. I'm on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much everywhere. And yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. It's really, really long. It's literally the whole thing spelled out. (laughs) So it's at The Real Housewife of the West Side. Sorry. Um, And yeah, on Twitter, I I try to do Twitter. It's it's a struggle, but it's at R-H-O West Side. So that one's a little bit Awesome. And Jess does live in the California area, if you didn't catch on, the west side. Um, I do. She does, which kind of, I feel like it's a good start for us to talk about Beverly Hills. So we're going to skip Southern Charm this week. We're going to mainly focus on Beverly Hills and New York. But since Jess lives near the Beverly Hills area, um, I thought we'd start there. What is your take? I mean, first and foremost, before we even talk about the wet episode... Breaking Bravo news is LVP is not coming back for another season and did not attend the reunion. So what's your, what are your thoughts about all that? Were you surprised? Oh my gosh. Not, you know, I would, yes and no. I I was kind of not really surprised, but I was just that little twinge of like, really? Like she really did that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I did think it was a little bit coincidental. So I guess they filmed the reunion on, um, it was last Friday, right? Um, they filmed it last Friday, and I did think that it was a little bit just interesting that um, there was video footage of Ken and Lisa at the Ivy on Robertson, which is a, a really – it's an old-school, famous restaurant. Um, I actually yeah, used to live right behind it. So Ivy. I mean, I don't live in California, yeah. but I feel like it's, if you know celebrities, you know that's like a paparazzi spot. Exactly, exactly. I used my old apartment building used to be like literally right behind it. And I would get so annoyed because in the afternoon, if I was taking a nap or something, you'd hear the TMZ bus go by. And I was like, Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) They're shouting. Anyways, it's one of those restaurants that if you are a public figure, you you know, you're gonna be photographed. Like you don't go there like on the down low. 
So I just thought it was a little coincidental that there were pictures of her and video of she and Ken at the Ivy. I'm like, really? You I, listen, I sorry, but I just think that was a little bit premeditated. Um, oh, most definitely. And you know what? I didn't realize this, and this is like naive me, but you said they filmed last Friday because everything was released these last couple days. I just assumed they were mm-hmm. filming in real time. So that's just kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. how that all kind of plays out <laughs> yeah very interesting so yeah you you and I were just talking off off air about the this daily mail video that's just come out and I I did go and watch it um it, I mean it's it's kind of odd it, apparently LVP is filming that or filmed rather um this like PSA for and this is really horrible I'm gonna I am completely forgetting the name of the charity um, I think it's called the Trevor Project. And... Oh yeah, the Trevor Project. I'm very familiar with that. Okay. It's like for the LGBTQ community. Yes, and they're all about. And listen, the cause is amazing. The cause is you know suicide prevention. Um, for specifically geared toward the LGBTQ community, and so that's great. I'm not saying anything negative about that. However, I thought it was one a little interesting that she. Like, the, like you said, the timing of it, just in the whole scheme of things. And it seemed just a little bit disingenuous because the, so they played like part of the actual ad, but then they played like this behind the scenes, like interview thing that she had with the Daily Mail journalist. And she never actually says verbatim, I am done. The, the, the girl interviewing her asks her, you know, will you show up at the reunion? Do you, and she's, and she just says like, I don't think I need to be there for that. Like I, they've done me enough harm, very like whatever. So she doesn't really say it like verbatim, but then, you know, they cut to the studio or whatever. And the guy's like, so there we have it. She's not coming back next season. And she's, yeah, so a little odd. And the only thing that just kind of like rubbed me a teeny bit the wrong way is I just felt like, Okay, if you're really I mean listen, it's great that she's volunteering her time. For oh this. yeah. No, I'm with you. It's just using it. Yeah, this. it was a little weird. And it seems like it just you know, over the past ten years we've seen LVP do these things where I feel like she tries to be this, you know, philanthropic person, which I, I do think she is in some ways. But then it's like I feel like she had to get that like she it was a little victimy. You know what yeah. I mean? No, I'm with you. I've I've loved LVP in the earlier seasons because of like her British humor and all this stuff but throughout as the seasons have gone on I do feel like she dishes it out and can't take it I feel Uh like I do think she's manipulative like the rest of the housewives they're not all innocent right but it bothers me that she never really like owns her part like you never really see her fully apologize right and like I'm sorry LVP lovers but I am happy that she's going I think (laughs) luckily we still get a piece of her with Vanderpump Rules which honestly I think is a better for her because she gets to be the boss Mm -hmm. and gets to gets to have the say and the last word and the last laugh right but I'm kind of done with this like oh you know darling like all that bullshit like I'm just kind of over it I am too I am too I mean I don't know why I'm trying to be like so politically correct I guess oh no you're done I'm afraid of the like LVP stands coming like oh they're intense intense. I know I know I'm I'm like afraid to go into West Hollywood just no I'm just kidding but um yeah. yeah, it's it's intense. But no, I agree. And even, you know, Brandy coming back this season and I mean, whatever. I have feelings about that. But 
just like the flashback and she, you know, of her with the whole tabloid issue and on vacation, all that, I do have to say, like, you know what? Congratulations, Brandy. You, you did get vindicated. So. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it, most definitely. What was your, let's, speaking of Brandy, let's just talk about a little bit of the episode. So Brandy makes her comeback, which I feel like she's going to be on next season. Do you get that vibe? I, I do too. And I have, you know, I, I go back and forth about this, but I have to say I'm like kind of excited about it just because yeah. I feel like, you know what? I mean, since she's been off it, like, at least it'll be something, you know, at least, oh, I, yeah. at least it'll be a little, I just, even if, listen, sometimes she bugs the shit out of me, but at least like there's something going on. Oh, yeah. There's drama. I mean, mm-hmm. she's going to say – she's going to offend somebody. Of course. And that, like, it's good TV. She's always going to offend somebody. Yeah. She's going to fight someone. She might slap someone in the face again. <laughs> I do – I will say because I love Denise so much, in my head, I'm like, oh, if they come back, your friendship's going to end, Denise and Brandy. Oh, but, for sure. For sure. Yeah, and I love how Brandy was, like, comparing her life to Denise and Charlie. I'm like, really, Brandy? You're, you're not at that tier, but okay. No. She's like – we but, both went through okay. celebrity divorces. I was like, okay. Mm, <laughs> okay. Cute. Cute. <laughs> um, before that, so the episode, I mean, this is really the one of the first, yeah, the first episode of the rest of how many episodes a season where we don't see LVP. Um, Rhino's family gets a little deep at the family barbecue, which kind of caught me off guard. Um, I know she's been very open about Amelia's struggles and everything that she's enduring with that, which I add like applaud. And I, um, what was your, what are your thoughts on all that? I, I don't know. I, it was just a really weird dynamic. It's between Harry and Amelia. It was kind of uncomfortable to watch. I could see that, you know, I actually, listen, I think I'm seeing it from a very different lens because for sure. I have um, dealt with an eating disorder for yes. the majority of my life. So yeah. I, I mean, a couple of things. I, I, I appreciate what Lisa said about, no, it's not a quick fix. It's not like snap your fingers, you're done. And I, to answer her question, not that she's asking me, but to answer her, <laughs> to answer her rhetorical question about, you know, will she be dealing with this for the rest of her life? I, you know, having dealt with it for, I don't know, 25, 30 years now, I, yeah. I, I do think you somewhat deal with it for the rest of the life, for the rest of your life. I mean, I would like to say, I'm, listen, I'm not binging and purging anymore, which is a huge, I mean, that's the, that's the biggest thing for me. I'm that, yeah, I didn't struggle with anorexia, but, um, but there are little things that will come up that will like remind you of certain things here and there. Sure. And was it her daughter's, I think 17, 17 or 18. And yes, you know, the interaction between she and her dad, I, in all honesty, didn't think it was weird at all. I thought it was super authentic and as you know, I had more tension between my mother and I, um, but I definitely, you know, still to this day, I, I, if you asked my, my father about like my eating disorder and that kind of thing, he probably wouldn't really have much to tell. I mean, yeah. I just, I didn't, I didn't get negative. I, I didn't think Harry looked bad and I didn't think Amelia looked bad. I thought that it was very, very, um, realistic, Uh, the dynamic between, I mean, one, she's 17. So it's like, I don't think it's just an eating disorder thing. I think it's a 17 thing. Um, and I also thought that he, I didn't think he came off bad because I thought 
that he came off very authentically because he's, you know, a, a, a man in his, a, an adult man in his 60s, his, you know, eating disorder knowledge is probably little to none. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, I will say, like, side note, like, Jess has been so honest on her podcast about her journey. So please, like, listen. And if you relate to all, like, I admire you for just being so open and just knowing that you're making a difference in someone's life by just being so open and sharing your story. So oh, well, thank I want to you. applaud I... you there. You're welcome. <laughs> no, but really, truly, like, it, I mean, I think it takes a lot of balls to be very honest and open with people. So I want to applaud you for that. Just give you a little um oh, well, thank you. there but yeah I think for me as someone who I I have not dealt with an eating disorder or do I know some people who have personally but haven't known their full full story I think I was more reacting to one this is a realest rawest moment I've seen with Rana and her family yeah. and two like Harry calling her out about like hey she's flipping me off like you know aren't you gonna say something like have my back here it was just I think I felt uncomfortable I said uncomfortable. It was, it was a real, I think you're right. Like Amelia is 17. She is young. Harry's in a grown man. He's not familiar with all that. I just was, I think caught all caught off guard by how real it was. Um, given the season that we've had, but I also, it's, it's a good thing too. Yeah. I really, cause like, I feel like you would never see that type of situation interaction with like, with Kyle or like the, the only stuff with Kyle we ever see about her kids is like, it's all good stuff. And it's all, you know, they're this happy, perfect, happy, allegedly perfect family. And it's like that, that's one of the things that I love so much about Lisa Renna is that she just, yeah. Like put, I feel like most housewives would have not, I mean, I don't even know if they can do this, but ask to not have that aired or filmed because it is really like, it's uncomfortable and it's raw yes. and it is what it is. And that's how in real life, yes, spouses interact like that. It doesn't mean that they're getting divorced or their marriage is in trouble or anything. It, that's just what it is. So yeah, I think it, I think it was great. Yeah, I agree. And I, I will say her quote, Rena's quote, I'll end up with this. I did think like Rena's quote about like, I'm so worried that we fucked her up. Like she had such a great childhood and mm-hmm. I thought that was really, really real. And, you know, you know, I know you love Rana. I love Rana. I mean, there's times where I'm like, okay, Rana, like chill the <laughs> fuck out. But I did like appreciate that, that she's being very candid. And as a mom, like I have an 18 month old daughter right now. And I think every single day, like, I really hope I'm not screwing her up in any other way. So I get it. <laughs> She's like yeah. 18 months. So I'm going to be tortured for the rest of my life. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so the ladies, like the next thing in the episode is they're going to Provence, which that mm-hmm. whole moment, I clearly, they, it just felt more staged than a oh lot of God. things this season. Uh, like yeah. I had a major eye roll with like Kyle being like, Oh, I called this up and it's, <laughs> just happened to be available I'm like really oh what a coincidence (laughs) yeah it was it was almost it was very reminiscent to me of when she told the story in Hawaii about her daughter's friend who's she's like yeah I was like really oh my god yes it did and the lunch was just very awkward I mean they all were like glam to the nines and I know they're on tv now but I couldn't help but notice like how done up these women were at their lunch so it was you know, I, I talked, I think, on my Patreon a couple weeks ago about the 
the little reality TV that I've filmed. And it's so, I mean, you have to be there by a certain time. And it's just having kind of known that kind of stuff. I was like, oh my God, this is so fucking fake. And that restaurant is like really far away. It's like literally at the edge of Santa Monica, like on the ocean and knowing where they all live. I'm like, why would they pick this? Just, just, it all felt fake and gross. Oh yeah. And one thing I didn't know, Kyle tweeted about this today. And since you live close to that industry and know people and like have been an extra like you or have been part of reality TV, like you said, she did. Someone tweeted her. I wonder if the real housewives of Beverly Hills ladies get like a dress code and they talk amongst each other about who's going to wear what color because it's convenient (laughs) that they all end up wearing a different color. And she said, we give different options for the network and the producers to choose from. They decide in the end. And I, I mean, again, gullible little Midwesterner me, I was like (laughs) blown away by that. I'm like, what? Like you can't even just show up in your clothes. Like you have to plot it out. I just, I was surprised that she even shared that to be honest. Yeah, I mean, there's certain, the only things, um, the only things I remember is just getting, you know, an email from producers ahead of time saying, please don't wear any branded products. Please don't wear any, like, if you have water bottles, you have to take the label off of it. It's just like, yeah. like weird stuff like that. But I mean, listen, I wasn't like starring. On, I was like in two minutes of a keeping up with the creation. So like, <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I'm going to find those two minutes. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I could go back and try. I don't, there's, I don't even remember what year it was. It was early on. It was before it was, it was many plastic surgeries ago. Not for me, for other people. For the <laughs> girls, for the girls who don't look like themselves. I'm going to find it. I'm just, I, find, I, I do have the, the episode of Juliana and Bill that I was on and I apparently was really into self tanner at that oh. time in my life. Cause I, I showed it to my husband about a year ago and he was like, wow. Uh, <laughs> that's amazing. I love that. I'm like, yep. That's who you married. Congratulations. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it just felt so fake. And even like Erica's jabs at Camille just felt, I don't know, that it was dumb. It was dumb. Yeah, it was whatever. No, yeah. I did appreciate, I mean, I don't appreciate that the wildfires happened, but I'm glad that they recognized and talked about it. Um, I'm surprised that they didn't have like at the end of the episode, like an area to donate or just kind of share uh, what's happened next. And maybe we'll see more of that in this season. But being from California, what? How do you think they handled that? I mean, I, I appreciate that they, you know, mentioned it, and I feel like handled it with. I feel like they handled it pretty well. I don't think that it was like super in depth. Um, and I, I mean, listen, it it was it was really bad, and it literally went on for like two weeks. And I don't, I forget where I maybe shared this, but. Yeah, it um my sister-in-law lives in Calabasas and she they had to have their this sounds like such a first world problem but they <laughs> had to have their whole pool drained and repainted and their whole like deck repainted because of just the amount of ash afterwards. And I, I know some people were commenting like oh poor Camille like her house burned down she can rebuild it whatever like but I don't think what a lot of people realize is Malibu it's not, there is really no, there's not really a middle class in Malibu. It's either like super, super uber wealthy or it's people that like are below middle class. And yeah, a lot of those people, like 
they what are they going to do? They didn't have home insurance. They didn't have, you know, different. And the other thing is, is I know someone who works in insurance and the fire insurance is, I mean, it's hard to get, you have to pay a lot to get like a really good policy. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. I think that they could have maybe, I agree with you said, you know, because people are still donating. There's still so many displaced animals and there's still like so much damage and, um, I mean, it's really sad when you drive through, if you drive like from Malibu to Calabasas, it's, um, it's black and it's, wow. it's, it's really kind of sad. And, um, so I agree. I think they could have said, you know, if you wanted to donate somewhere or, cause there are still many repercussions from this. And like my sister-in-law, they, you know, had to get new insurance and they, I mean, that costs them a lot of money to repaint everything yeah. and drain everything yeah. and whatever. And, um, so, yeah, I think that they could have done a little bit more, but I don't know. I mean, it's the housewives. How much are they? But I, I, know. I do but think Bethany that they. And the cri- like her. Yes, this is a crisis. <laughs> yeah, this is a crisis. I would have thought there would have been a little bit of that, a little bit more of that. Yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, with the next episode that they really show, you know, what Camille went through and maybe they will show more. And I think that would be, that would be, um, that would be nice. So. Per- yeah. Perfect. Well, speaking of this is a crisis, let's talk about the Sonia crisis in New York. Oh, oh my, God. my God. Sonia Morgan. I love Sonia Morgan. It was so good. I love that she fell and then still was determined to knock Bethany out. Like, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm going to knock you out. I, like, I love that she just, you know, I fucking love Sonia. She you know, say what you will about Sonia, but she, she's a trooper. I mean, Oh yeah. She, I love the next morning. She's like, Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Whatever. And she was the, like, and Brumana's like, did you get blood drawn? Like, yeah, like, she's like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then she peels the EKG thing off. She's like, what's this? Like, I mean, it was just amazing. And again, I know I say this every week about New York, but I'm like, again, these things that happen, like literally this would have been four episodes for Beverly Hills, this fucking they, and they were all over it by the next, by the next day. And I, I, you know, I love, I go, I really vacillate with Bethany, um, but I'm really in a moment of loving her right now. And the way that she, you know, took care of her was very endearing and, you know, it, that you could see kind of like that caretaker motherly side of her come out and, um, yeah, softer. Yeah. Softer. And, and her, oh my God, Bethany, the next morning was, I mean, yeah, that's why she deserves that million dollars a year or whatever she's getting. I mean, she was a hot fucking mess and she owned yes. it. And her mommy dearest moment with the coffee. <laughs> I mean, oh, it was oh all God. so good. I, and again, we've talked, we talked about this on your podcast, but I like Bravo show us some fucking drunk moments with these women. Like, yes. I feel like you've got to be filming. Like, I want to see. Bethany and Tinsley like getting drunk together. Like I would have never. I thought know. Those I two wish were, they like, would have bonding. I over know. That. I wish they would have included that or that moment that they showed like the little flashback when they were in the bathroom getting ready, plotting for the toast. Yeah. For, like why not show that? Like show us more of that. Like I, I know. just. Ah, uh, but it was so. It was so so good. So I will good. say, like I was the conversation between Luann and Ramona. So Luann feels very, very attacked by all the women. Ramona's like checking on her. It was a very, like, I've never seen Luann's like veins popped out like the way they did. It was, I felt like 
of conversations and like you said like this is why I love New York because it, it does feel a lot more real than a lot of the franchises and how they're talking to each other mm-hmm. yeah she's Luann is very very <clears throat> triggered by um by not just and and she said this to you know when we had dinner with her she said this to us there too she said I, I can deal with people drinking I just can't deal with drunk people and I think that that listen I don't know if she has the introspection to really like to this point but I being an armchair psychologist I think that it's very triggering for her when she sees not only just people drunk but also you know people that are like drunk and like kind of having like silly stupid drunk fun because there's I mean that's a part of her that she's not really able to live out anymore is you know like it's not always like the the negative, bad, angry drunk. Like sometimes it's like the fun, you know, like you're tipsy with your girlfriends and it's yeah. hilarious. And so that I kind of felt for her. Cause I, I, I mean, it's, I feel like that sometimes when people are like, Oh my God, I want to go home and like eat a bunch of ice cream. I'm like, I know that personally I can't have a gallon of ice cream at my house yeah. because I yeah. will eat it. So yeah. I get that. There's that little bit of missing out where you're like, Oh, I kind of wish I could do that. So I don't know. I'm totally like, totally projecting onto her so I don't know if that's it at all no but but given your experiences I'm sure there's some truth to that I mean even hearing her I was a little shocked by her saying like they have a problem with my success and I'm like Lou like that's really (laughs) I mean no everyone's happy for you I I don't it's just very interesting to me that like you said I do feel like she's triggered by it but also they're not they're happy for you and they just don't want you to talk about it all the time. Right. Right. I feel like she, she has the story and, and when she was here, she said the same thing to us. She's like, well, you know, they can't stand that. that my cat brand, blah, 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 blah. They could say, and she was talking about that. And, and she, I think she definitely does have that story in playing in her mind that, you know, everyone's kind of like out to get her. And I think that that's, I mean, listen, I do have a soft spot for her, but I kind of have to be team everyone else on this because I'm like, okay, like you need to check yourself. Like it's, yeah. it's a little, it's a, a little, little reality much. Check, like come down a couple of notches. Like we yes. get it. You're a cabaret star. <laughs> My God. But I will give her props for, so following that conversation, she then, her and Sonia hash it out. And it was like, I felt like for both of them, they both like were very honest. Yeah. I was very impressed by the conversation. I feel like Sonia this season, I feel like Sonia previous seasons wouldn't have handled it like this or have, like um, would have been fought back a little bit and said like, well, yeah. if I would have said you were a manic, you'd be in jail. Like, what? Right. <laughs> I what? <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. I, that would, I know. I thought that was a great conversation too. I think that, um, I mean, and also I think that, you know, after however many Year. Is this their 10th or 11th season? It's their 11th, isn't it? I don't know. I can't keep up, to be I can't honest. keep it's up, up there. either. <laughs> I, it's up there. It's up there. We'll just say more than a decade. I think that, you know, they've they've gotten to that spot where they can have these, you know, conversations. And also, I think, you know, Luann said it. Like, Sonia doesn't have a mean bone in her body. If, if she dev- ever does, you know, hurt you or something, it's not intentional. It's just, you know, maybe a whatever like an overlook or something like that or it's so I don't know yeah I thought that it was <laughs> I thought it went better than the conversation with Ramona I think Ramona is a little bit like 
taken aback like oh yeah <laughs> yeah I'm not sure Ramona this. fashion like I could see her eyes like everything's yeah, in yeah. Ramona's eyes it's just like yeah. Oh my god. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. And seeing Ramona. So speaking of Ramona, so her and Mario. Oh my god. Seeing how awkward she was with Mario and the whole situation, I was eating it up, to be honest with you. It was amazing slash horrible. It was like so bad. Like Dorinda said, Dorinda was like, I don't know whether to like uh be nervous for him or like what yeah so awkward and the, the, my favorite I, I know that have you heard that rumor about Ramona possibly not coming back next season yes I have heard that and I cannot believe that to oh be my gosh with you. I, I, that I think is ridiculous and I will sign any and all petitions to keep that from happening because who else I'm sorry but who else would expose their spanx like dress yeah, slip yeah. and tie and like yeah it's for it like tried to like pull it out of your ass who else okay maybe Sonia would but I mean come on that's amazing. oh there's no way I've heard that rumor too and I would I'm not even Ramona's like number one fan I just feel like she makes great tv she makes great tv I just I just feel like I can't I can't even with that but and she brings her ex like she introduces her <laughs> date to her ex like who the fuck does that that's bananas <laughs> And then her poor date, he just like walked away. Yeah, I'm gonna get some coffee. I'm gonna I go mean, get some coffee. And like, I, re- out. I was like, he's really cute. He's really yeah. cute. Like, he has a job. I was like, okay, Ramona, don't fuck it up. No, no. <laughs> so, are you on the camp of like, would you want Mario and Ramona to get back together? Or are you just kind of like, mm, no? What are your thoughts I about would, that? I would totally be okay with that. I think that, um, I, I loved how Ramona was like, yeah, he had a middle life crisis. I mean, I think that they're probably, I think that they're probably both over it at this point. And, and didn't she say, yeah, Mario has apologized to her. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think I said this on my podcast. I don't think that they need to get married again because I mean, what do they need to get married for? But I can totally see them like reconnecting. And um, I, I think that, I, I think that they do miss each other. They may just be like too proud to say it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that they, I think that they totally should get back together. Cause I think even though Ramona does, you know, her guys, just defend guys. Like I, I know that she, whatever has fun doing that, but I think she is happiest when she has like more of an anchor and she's not so, you know, uh, what's the right word? Like frenetic all the time. Oh yeah. I mean, they're, they compliment each other. I definitely think they're fuck buddies. Oh, I was sure. dying at the clips. I forgot about those scenes where she was like I rubbing him too. in the oil. I was like, oh what my the God, in her little negligee. Yeah. Oh my God. I, totally I was... forgot all that too. <laughs> I completely forgot about how like handsy they were with each other. And for that reason, I feel like if they were to get back together, I um, go for it, girl. I mean, she's 60. She's done it all. Like, I, I yeah. Know. They both Why look not? amazing. They like, do look amazing. And yeah, why not? Why not? I, yeah. And, and, and I did kind of have, I, I felt a little bad when Bethany was saying, I'm, I'm jealous of their relationship because I, you know, I feel bad that she doesn't get to have that with fucking Jason Hoppy. But oh my God, the worst human being ever. Ugh, ever. Gross. Gross. He sucks. He sucks. Well, this, um, this has been so much fun, Jess. So I think this brings us to our part of the show where we give a shout out. And I'm going to give this week's shout out to the cast of Real Housewives of New York because time and time again, 
I'm constantly talking about how fucking amazing they are and how great they are. Um, so I feel like they deserve that extra love and extra recognition because they continue to bring it, unlike some of the other franchises. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree. I, I mean, agree right? More. You Amazing. have to agree. They're so, yeah. so great. And the next couple episodes look so good. I mean, we're oh. going to hear that Bethany, Bethany's going to have a lot of different faces this next episode. Oh, yeah. She, I feel like she has a good, uh, at least one good meltdown every season and it, it's coming. It's coming. It's going to be good. It's good. Really quick though. I just, I forgot that I wanted to ask you this. Um, do you feel like, Luann is going to become like the new LVP in terms of how everyone's everyone turned against LVP and everyone's kind of turning against Luann or do you think it's kind of different? Um, I think it's I, I think it's different because I mean I could see how that would happen but I think that it's different because I mean at least from my point of view and listen I've never like sat down to dinner with LVP so it's a little bit of a weight opinion but um, I think that you know Luann, listen, she's definitely at like a not at a completely introspective place, but I feel like she does have a tiny bit of awareness. Yeah. Um, to know that, you know, it's, it's, I think, I think next season, hopefully she'll come back and hopefully the rest of everyone else will come back. I think it'll be like water under the bridge and it'll be fine. Yeah. I think that's a good, that's a good point. Well, um, everyone, if you love ha- listening to Jess, she's amazing. What Can you remind us about your podcast again so everyone can find you? Of course, of course. Yes, I my podcast is The Real Housewife of the West Side, and I'm pretty much everywhere. This week I had a really hilarious um, episode. If you are a Watch What Crappens fan, I, Ronnie came on my podcast, and he was – amazing he, he let me do that. an improv with him of my real wow. life experiences with the countess oh so, my god yeah it was pretty amazing so definitely uh check that out and yeah on instagram i am at the real housewife of the west side yes please you guys look check out jess she spills all the tea and all of her experiences and check out her patreon page too we can't forget that oh yes um, my patreon Yes, check that out. But if you love listening to Real Moms of Bravo, um, please give us a five-star review. Leave us a um, actually written review because we love those too. And um, follow our Instagram if you're not already at Real Moms of Bravo. And we will catch you all next week. Abby will be back. Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go! Let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks? Five workouts a week. We're a body, and we call that a body block. You pick the block, and you're going to love the experience. On week four, this part is really important. Take the week off. Seriously, we mean it. Rest. Go on vacation. Or try something new. Maybe some yoga. Notice you're not holding on to any tension here. Or a dance class. Get sexy with it, daddy. You do you. And then start again. Be committed to this process. Choose a new body block each month. Get a new challenge each month. Have fun every day. Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. You in? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I. Are you ready to get started?